Hey, I'm Relage. Hey, I'm Connor. And we're friends stream sports. We're real friends who talk about real sports in real time. And Connor, I'm glad you're back because I'm sure you saw last week everything was broken. Emily had no audio. I had no Madden. We, oh man, we had to make it up as we went along. But uh, Steven the Steady was on. We had a great show. We talked about Emily being locked in a Waffle House for 12 hours. But uh, it's good to have you back because with you, the distant. Oh, well, Rutledge, that means a lot. Good to be back. Um, you know, was tra was traveling last week. Fun story. I actually got trapped in the Atlanta airport during my travels. Um, so had uh, a lot of getting trapped going on. Uh, should play some trap music. Because I was say, did you listen to trap music in Atlanta? At the Waffle House. Yeah, uh, you did. Gotta love those summer storms. And, uh, you know, the folks gotta give it to you know, the airline that I flew. Um, you know, the folks that I worked with in that airline were all nice. Just sometimes summer weather and connecting to Atlanta can be a little tricky. Yeah, it can. Um, we also want to take this time to take a slight moment to give anyone out there some love that's affected by Hurricane Ida. That's a scary storm that just did a lot to the world. So, uh, Connor and I were a sports show, but we're good human beings first. So we feel uh, we feel for them. No, absolutely. Yeah, having lived through some hurricanes, um, nothing seemingly as bad as what her happened with Hurricane Ida. Uh, you know, that's never fun. And even you know, to get to be, quote, relatively unscathed uh, with a storm that large that goes over your house and your home, uh, you know, there's still some damage that's done. So, um, you know, definitely hearts uh, go out to those folks affected. If you know anybody particularly that is affected by Hurricane Ida, make sure to give them a little bit of extra love from uh, from your friends here at Friends Stream Sports. Yeah. You know, we uh, we hope everyone's okay, and we know that hopefully everyone's being taken care of properly. Speaking of someone who's not taken care of properly, uh, I'm the Carolina Panthers tonight for a reason. Good old Cam Newton. We're going to talk about him in halftime hot takes, but Cam Newton is no longer in New England. Connor, before we get into it, give us your 90 seconds. You know, I think that... As it, as it related to being a Patriot, you know, they got Cam for absolutely nothing. And the one thing that the Patriots always want to preach is consistency. And Cam just had a problem being consistent. And from the sounds of it, this recent, you know, COVID protocol thing uh, was, was kind of the last straw in a lot of ways for Cam. You know, we never want to get too controversial, but that, that's kind of the sound of it was uh, they might have been looking for a reason to get Cam out of there and having the COVID piece come out and have to have him quarantine. I think that that was the last straw for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So, you know, hopefully Cam can get on with the team soon, but you know, it's looking like it's going to be the Mac Jones show now. I think that's a really good fit for Mac Jones. He's very much, Steve Starkeesian built a really good system in Alabama, which made him look really good really fast. I think that Mac Jones being out there, he's just on the right team. It's kind of like when Tom Brady got picked. There's just certain um, certain teams 
with certain people at certain times and certain quarterbacks were just works. Um, Mac Jones is just in the right situation. So I'm excited for him. I know that I, earlier on our draft shows, if you check out our previous content, um, I was a little negative on him, wasn't I, Connor? I was a little hard on Mac Jones, just like Ezekiel Elliott is just hard on that run. He blew up that coverage. Oh, yeah. Good old good old Zeke Elliott. And just, just so we know, just so we're clear, if my boy Clint Hall is on tonight, that is why I'm the Cowboys uh, rep, rep in Dallas. I think we're going to have one, one viewer and participant on our show from Dallas here this evening. But, yeah, you know, I think yeah, as it related to all the quarterbacks, you know, he seemed to have the probably the – oh, there's our first missed PAT of the evening. He seemed to have probably the lowest ceiling. You know, one of the things about being an Alabama quarterback is it's like, oh, of course you're going to win 10 games because you're throwing to the best talent in the country. You're throwing to all NFL players on the perimeter, things like that. So I think, you know, in some ways Mac Jones would have been considered a victim of his own success, but he, uh, you know, he, he did well enough to earn the starting position at quarterback for the New England Patriots, so good for him. Good for him. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to our new viewer tonight. My friend TJ is watching us. He is ripping me to pieces on my personal phone uh, because of that run that you had, Connor. So at least one viewer knows that you're killing it. And that's from a former offensive lineman. So I think you have an idea of what I'm going to be trying to do here this evening. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm not excited about it. But someone that should be excited should be the people in Manchester City as they've seen someone come back home. Um, for those of you that know that Connor and I have really expanded our soccer content here on French Stream Sports. Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted because Madden 20 Cam Newton is a lot slower than I thought he would be. Either way, Cristiano Ronaldo is back and is signed with Manchester City. He's left Juventus and he has come back home to what I think is a um, massive signing that's really going to shake up the the Premier League really going to sort of change the season. I know that we talked earlier, Manchester City was in the top four of those um, really good teams to sort of watch for this year. Now that with him signing, obviously, you want to put them at the top. Uh, we'll see how they do against uh, how Manchester United does against Manchester City. Always a big rivalry. We'll see how they fare against Liverpool, who seems to be a little bit on the downslope. But uh, what are we doing, Cam Newton? That play blew up. Um, so oh, it's, we got a little uh, we got a little dancing going on right there. That was a lot of dancing. Yahoo! So Rutledge, not to be that guy, but uh, uh, first thing of the night. Let's remember Cristiano Ronaldo will be playing against Manchester City as he was picked up by Manchester United. I said Manchester United. I, d I redact that ding. That ding is redacted. I did it right this time. You redinged it. You redinged I redinged it. it. Your dings are obscenely dinging. Cam Newton well, is horrible. So is that Cam is I struggling. regret this. I think there's a reason why uh, Cam got cut from the Patriots. Bill Belichick and his boys might have been playing some Madden 20. But no, uh, I think... Uh, and you know, I'm getting Chris ripped got... up in the comments. I'm getting ripped up in the comments. Teach 3 in the comments says if I was the Bills, I'd be winning. This is not a good night for me. I've got a ding. Oh. I'm getting sacked. Connor, this is a rough show. You know, first, first, uh, first ding of the night. But no, as we, th I think one of the big things as we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and his uh, his return to Old Trafford, 
with Manchester United, you know, I think that there's a couple questions that we, that we need to figure out. You know, number one, uh, you know, from the Juve perspective, from that Juventus perspective, you know, um, it, it, it's so interesting to watch him um, go seemingly easily, right? It was, you know, he was always a hired gun for Juventus, and he he made he he said, all right, I'm, it's or maybe he didn't say it, but it was really Juventus that was ready to move on. Uh, Juventus does have a lot of young players, and it'll be really interesting to see the kind of players that Juventus buys now from the Cristiano Ronaldo sale. Um, Manchester United, you know, being 36, it doesn't matter if you're Pele at 36. Um, if you're if you're paying top dollar for anybody at age 36, you're overpaying. Um, so I think that Manchester United uh, just feels like they're in win-now mode. I think that that puts a lot of pressure on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and he will be uh, definitely in win-now mode. The other interesting thing, and would love to hear your thoughts on uh, just how do you think Cristiano is going to fit in with some of those other players at Manchester United, Rutledge? Um, culturally, I really want to see sort of how he clicks because I think he'll do okay in the... Obviously, on paper, he's going to do really, really well, but you have to think, and culturally, we like to think culturally and language-wise in soccer a little bit. Whenever you play FIFA, if you're out there, it's very much, can you build a team that they're going to have sort of a lot of their background in common, or are, you can't pull numbers like you do in a Madden. Um, the big thing that I'm worried about it is, you know, that's that's a really big shift, and they were doing, oh, like, not just okay, they were... You know they were in they were in the Champions League last year. They finished top four in the Prem League the previous year. So they're not a horrible team. And to go into this win now mode and pull, I'm gonna call it out for what it is. It feels like a soccer equivalent of what the Los Angeles Lakers are doing this year with the addition of Rajon did. Um, it's a little bit of a culture shift, you know. Do I don't know if a soccer roster is going to adapt as well. Um, give an example more locally for our fan base, Orlando City, when they brought in Nani. There was an impact on the field, but it took the team a little bit of a culture shift to adapt to him being there. Um, you know, you never see in soccer a prime player come in and immediately start having an impact like in some other sports that we follow. It's more of like a baseball where it takes some time for everything to gel. So... I know on paper it's really, really good. I know when I buy FIFA 22 this year, it's going to be a lot of fun. They'll be my favorite team. However, what's it going to look like on Sundays in the morning for us watching in America? Um, I think once they get deeper into time, and they get closer to Champions League and all the stuff that matters in the season, that's when it's going to matter and they'll be in right form. So, of course, for them to make this move now uh, is is a really good idea, but that's just kind of where I'm feeling about it. I'm interested to see how he blends. How do you feel, Connor? Yeah, you know, I think that you've got a, uh, number one, let's remember, Cristiano Ronaldo was not signed on, you know, to go play at Manchester United, to go, you know, play at Burnley on a Saturday morning in, in Mar January or March. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo was signed to be playing big-time games, be playing against Man City, be playing against uh, Champions League opponents. Um, yeah, I, I think that's one thing. Like, let's not let's not get it twisted here. He's probably not going to be playing all the games. 
uh, I would not play him all the games. So the other piece that I think is the very interesting element in consideration is news has it that the other center forward for Manchester United, Edinson Cavani, is potentially going to get sold to Barcelona. Barcelona just sent out Antoine Griezmann on loan. So, um, you know, that's, that's the piece that I'm kind of questioning a little bit, trying to understand the thought process. The other, and I guess my first hot take of the night, maybe not as hot of a take, but the number one impact signee for Manchester United is not going to be Cristiano Ronaldo, but it's actually going to be Jaden Sancho, as he did also make the move to Old Trafford. So there are other players that they brought in, really excited to see how this team meshes, uh, and I think that that Manchester derby just uh, between Ronaldo and Sancho uh, is really taking a big, nice step forward. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on that Manchester derby and do some more coverage as we get a little further in and see how the Premier League unfolds as my defense is unfolded everywhere. I'm like a cheesecloth. You just unravel me and just stuff goes through it. You got the Swiss cheese defense there, Ruddles. Oh, it hurts. All right. Uh, a different type of world and a different type of hurt is the world of the Oakland A's. And as we talked about in baseball, as we've been going through sort of our teams, um, Oakland is kind of the big question mark for the Major League Series. They, earlier in the year, were awesome. They were studs, and, you know, and then Houston heated up, and they sort of started taking a dip. They're now six games back in the West. Um, when you look at the wild card standings, they... Uh, they're two games outside of the wild card with New York holding the first seed and Boston holding the second. They have all the potential sort of on paper to do it, but there's a lot of question marks going on with Oakland, isn't it, Connor? Yeah, you know, what's interesting, uh, and you know my favorite baseball stat to look at is that run differential stat. With that plus 61 run differential, um, they they do have a lot going for them. I think that, um, I think that you know, the division might be a little bit tough to grab this year, but they are definitely in the thick of it for a wild card spot as they're only two games back of the Yankees. Um, definitely, I, I think that the Oakland A's are um, – that's going to be one of those teams, and the ALS is going to be one of those divisions that's going to be a ton of fun uh, to kind of follow throughout uh, the course of the rest of this season. They definitely have a lot going on. They definitely have had a lot of weird stuff. Um, they had get the bell ready because I'm going to guess these names without practicing. Ray Fossey had to step away. Of course, he's battling with cancer. His name is. I don't know. I just wanted to ring the bell. <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> uh, Ramon Lariano has an 80 game 80 game PED suspension. Wide open pass there. Is that to your fullback? That it was. Uh, that hurts. Fly, Cowboys, uh, fly. Um, that's how we get the show canceled right there. Fly, Cowboys, fly. Um, Molariano has an 80-game PED suspension. And then, of course, Chris Bassett, who is one of their better pitchers, had a bad head injury when they played in Chicago. So they've got a lot going on. That's a lot of question marks. I want to bring attention to a player that not a lot of people know up and this could be a future stud in baseball but that is very much their triple a las vegas player chris davis um he's home run in each of his pr six previous games with nine home runs in his first 14 games so that's just one of those talents that you have out there that's kind of great 
Um, he just, they aren't able to bring him up. They're going to have to do some logistical moves in order to make him a part of their lineup. But, you know, of course you've got, this kind of likens to me, and they're not going to do what they did, but this likens to me in the same comparison. Remember when the Orlando Magic got kind of stuck with the roster they had, and they needed more to do better? Obviously, Orlando blew up their roster, and they're very much rebuilding, and we hope it looks a lot better this coming year. However, for Oakland, you've got to think, if I have a stud out there in AAA, and we're two games out of the wild card seed, and we've hit some slumps, I'm going to need whoever I'm going to need. What do you think of him, Connor? Yeah, you know, you uh, within the – it always depends on uh, the mentality of the front office. That's the interesting thing about baseball is as odd as it sounds, sometimes baseball GMs aren't necessarily thinking win-now mode. Um, you know, you have, you have only a certain amount of call-ups that you can have for a player until he is with your big league team no matter what. So always important to understand, uh, understand that, understand uh, the different positions, things like that. You know, my mentality is always, you know, go for the gold, risk it for the biscuit. You know, there's a thing called time value of winning, uh, which means that a win today is more valuable uh, you know, than than a win tomorrow. So, you know, I'm I'm always a big fan of let's accumulate as much talent as possible. You know, I think that. Um, and with this kind of softer schedule coming out, I could see, you know, the potential for having a nice call-up uh, for their player, Chris Davis, to have a uh, have a good run at things. Yeah, definitely to bring him in at the end of the season, especially if they fall out of the wild card contention, could be good just kind of watch what he does. Give him some opportunity, but I think it's going to come down to, hopefully for Oakland, they stick with it. Um, the only thing that worries me about them is... They had a four-game series with the Yankees, and they went four for 30 with runners in scoring position. So, um, as Steven but even and I, still, they did they did win two of those games. They did split with the Yankees. They so did. So not they struggled at the plate, but they still they just split. So they you know didn't they didn't gain any ground, but they didn't lose any ground. Right, and not 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 against what they're doing, but you know when you've got those when you get into the playoffs and playoff baseball is just a different type of animal to where you can't have um, you can't have bad stats so i'm really interested to see how they're going to work out with that especially conquering that sort of um stat to overcome but they out of all the teams we've talked about you know we've talked the rays and the phillies and the blue jays and we've talked a lot of different baseball teams this is one that feels like they had they had it in them earlier in the year and you're just kind of worried to see what they've got left at the rest of the year. Um, Connor, give your last thought, and then I want to go through their September schedule. Yeah, you know, I think that um, the A's, yet again, the big thing with this schedule is we're going to see a lot of a lot of potential here with the, with the A's based upon their schedule. So um, this is a real make-or-break stretch coming up for them. I totally agree. I call this timeout just because, just because we're friend stream sports. It's Tuesday. It's 8 o'clock. Uh, we have big things coming at Halftime Hot Takes. As always, uh, Halftime Hot Takes is brought to you by Daddles Coffee, uh, D-A-D-D-L-E-S, online.com. Get 15% off your order. They just launched a delicious pumpkin spice that I know Connor, your wife, and my wife can't wait to get their hands on. As sweater weather 
at least where I live, is coming up. It can always be sweater weather, depending on what kind of a heat, what kind of heat you can deal with. Um, as we kick, I want to go through the Oakland A's schedule for the rest of September. They have they have the Tigers, the Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Rangers, the Royals, the Angels, the Mariners, um, Houston, spin, Houston, and then the Mariners again on their schedule. So going into so that's a great. September schedule to have. The Mariners are no slouch this year, but that's still that's a really good September schedule that gives you a really lot of good looks. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I think between just the Mariners and the White Sox will be their two toughest games, and or their two toughest series. Pardon me. And being able to, you know, this is the as I said, this is the make or break time. You got to be able to, uh, even if you might not be the best team, you got to be able to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And if you're a playoff team. You you gotta you got got gotta beat um you know the uh, gotta beat the Blue Jays gotta beat the Tigers gotta beat the Rangers um, you know gotta beat some of these teams so we'll see how they how they pan out and I am hopeful for the Oakland A's but that doesn't mean that I, I'm not giving them the kiss of death they're very kissable they really are. All right, Connor. So we're getting into halftime hot takes, and of course, halftime hot takes is always brought to you by the great people over at our great coffee company known as Daddles Coffee. Daddles, yes, Rutledge. We love Daddles. Uh, great home uh, hand roasted uh, coffee based in Winter Park, Florida, where their proceeds go towards research for uh, sicknesses and illnesses for the King Charles Spaniel dog. So. Great coffee, great cause uh, for the pause. Daddles Coffee. Make sure you you use promo code FSS to get fifteen percent off on a bag or your purchase. They also have great K cups. They've launched the pumpkin spice flavor. You can go to Daddles Online, D A D D L E S Online dot com, and get you some coffee. I'm putting in order today. So that brings us to halftime hot takes this evening. And our halftime hot takes was going to be about Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Obviously, that's changed. So, Connor, brand new halftime hot take for you. I'm going to name three quarterbacks to be the backup quarterback of your team because they all seem very backupable. And I want you to tell me who you're going to sign as your good backup and why. And those three quarterbacks are uh, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, and Colin Kaepernick. Oh my gosh. Three players that I would not want to be a backup for me. That's why it's halftime hot takes. Got to make it happen. You know, I would go with Kaepernick. I think that um, even though he's been out of the league for a little bit longer, he did not, you know, he's still trained some. I think that, um, you know, in the right situation with a coach that would let him uh, kind of share some of his political, um, make his political stances. I think that that could uh, kind of not minimize his stance, but, you know, kind of make it a little less. Um, so, you know, we'll, you know, and, um, and he's kind of banged up. And Tim Tebow has just proven that he cannot be even an NFL tight end, let alone an NFL quarterback. So uh, if I had to pick a backup, I would pick, Colin Kaepernick. 
I'm also going to go Colin Kaepernick because I want to have him on the roster to use him kind of like the way that New Orleans used Taysom Hill during the Drew Brees days. Let's have a little bit more of a weapon who can throw, who can get out there, who can get it done. Um, he's a good backup to have. He could be a great backup to Lamar Jackson because they'd be very similar quarterbacks or even to Russell Wilson um, in Seattle. You know, you want to have someone that your first team receivers are going to get kind of similar behavior out of. It's not someone who's polarly different. I think Tebow, you know, his time in baseball and his old, he's changed him out of a football body, football person. Um, Cam Newton, you know, I like Cam Newton, but you're right. He's very banged up. He took a lot of hits in his early of his career. And sure, he was great when he first got out there, but something has changed in him. So I'm also going to go Kaepernick. Wow, so hot. So halftime, I need some coffee to just just chill out. As odd as that sounds, definitely need a late night cup of coffee. No doubt, late night coffee brought to you by Halftime Hot Takes. Brought to you by Daddles Coffee. Brought to you by Daddles Coffee and Halftime Hot Takes. All the all the takes, all the coffee. And let's get on to the third quarter, Rutledge. Uh, we're, we're flying through the show. What's our what's our big uh, thing in here in the third quarter? We're pulling out a Connor and Rutledge absolute staple of a segment known as Must Bust and Trust. Because this weekend, Connor, college football is back, folks. And while it was back a little bit last week, this weekend is the first official big kickoff of college football. So Connor and I are going to both go through our must our bust, and our trust. Who is our big, this is the team you need to follow. Who is the, they're probably going to fall off the wagon and not do too good team. And who is your, you just need to pay attention to them team. So, Connor, who is your must for college football? You know, uh, you're going to call me a homer here, but I, I I really believe that this is this is a year for us in terms of a must, that Florida State is going to really turn it around and, uh, you know, I think Florida State is not just going to turn it around in terms of having a winning season again, but uh, be really competitive and really fun to watch. Their coaching staff does uh, has a lot of energy. they got Mackenzie Milton. Um, you know, they've got a lot of winnable games on their roster, or pardon me, on their schedule. You know, really I see probably, I, I see eight and four and getting back into the top 25 being a huge step forward for that program making the ACC much more competitive and more fun to watch. So my must uh, is Florida State. My must is Alabama. You must watch Alabama this year because they haven't given you a reason to not. You know, it's just out of all the teams and all the programs and everything, when Nick Saban surpassed Bear Bryant, and we all think, you know, we'd never see such dynasty football ever again. Why would you not – why was Cam Newton so slow? Um, but why would you not pick – why would you pick against Alabama? You know, show me show me a loss to Te – the only way I'll pick against Alabama is show me a loss to Texas A&M and a loss in the SEC championship game to where they're not going to at least be a contender in the playoff. Nick Saban has an incredible system. Um, Bill O'Brien, who – you know, was a pretty good college coach. He just kind of got two out there with his Houston roster. He acted like me in franchise mode in Madden. 
I think there's going to be great things to come out of the University of Alabama because there's always been great things to come out of the University of Alabama because it's come down to the point that they can recruit and get the players that they need. So I'm saying my must for college football this year is Alabama. Wow. Way to be controversial. I, I aim to please. You aim to please. So uh, that's our must, Rutledge. Who's busting this year? Who's taking a step back? Who's taking a step back is... This is a tough one, and I'm going to go who takes a step back is... I don't want to say it, but I have to say it, and it's just in me because I can't stop saying it. This might feel like a homer, but I'm going to go the University of Georgia. Whoa. So, and I'll give you an example as to why the university of georgia while they do play clemson this weekend the duke's mayo classic um, clemson's favored by three points now georgia's supposed to be uh preseason favorite for the sec they're supposed to be very dominant they're supposed to be very well recruited kirby sparts must do very well how are you three points behind someone who has a quarterback who's going to be starting in his second game of all time in a team that was majorly gutted georgia historically has always struggled in at least one game. I don't know if that's going to be Auburn. Florida could probably heat up by then. But the expectations for the University of Georgia this year are very high. And the ceiling, some have said, is national champion. To which my belief with Georgia, the ceiling is probably SEC East champion with a loss to Alabama in the championship game. So... I, and, of course, then a dominating performance in their bowl game because they will get squared off in a bowl game with a team they have much more athletically talented players. Georgia has strong players, but I have never been a huge buy-in to what they can produce. So I am going to go with my bust because their expectations are so high is University of Georgia. Man, we love hating on Georgia on this show. We so really that's awesome. do. Like, I can't. I'm into it. I can't not. I, I just can't stop myself. Except a Kirby Smart pump-up speech. We never, I never hate on that. I don't think anybody should hate on that. Uh, my bust is actually going to be the Clemson Tigers. Uh, you know, I think that uh, the Clemson Tigers are going to experience uh, what some in the biz would call brain drain. All we'll call it athlete drain. Uh, you know, you can only. There's only one Alabama in terms of being able to continually, continually, continually reload talent. And I think uh, the impact of losing uh, not just Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, not just Travis Etienne, but, you know, the variety of folks that they did lose on their roster was pretty enormous. And, you know, I could see Clemson, you know, falling to North, a team like a North Carolina in the ACC title game, not being in the playoffs. Um, you know, not kind of kind of having a couple stinkers, right? Syracuse always plays Clemson hard. Uh, but, you know, the interesting thing about the ACC is those top teams kind of have those quote thorn in your side teams. Uh, when Florida State's good, it's all, it always seems to be like that Thursday nighter against NC State. Uh, um, just for whatever reason, just kind of is there a little thorn in the side. So I could see Clemson, you know dropping two or three games this year. I'm not going to disagree with you because they uh, they are 
they had such a dominant performance in the roster that they had, and Trevor Lawrence was such a great college quarterback. But you're right, it's very out there for them to not do as well as they've been doing. Now, their expectations are also very, very high. So with that... So who's our, your trust? My trust is in the ACC. Can you guess my trust? Your trust, I bet's going to be a team that both of us had picked at one time as number four, and I bet you're trusting those North Carolina Tar Heels. I am beyond trusting those North Carolina Tar Heels. I love what Mac Brown has done in North Carolina. I am a big fan. He's got a great coaching staff. They have a great roster. They have a fantastic schedule. Their hardest part of their schedule is they play Miami, and then they play um, Notre Dame back-to-back, -back, and that's in October. So, of course, Connor, you know I love my October college football. That's when it gets wild. But as it goes, I'm definitely 100% in on North Carolina. Do I think they're going to make the playoff? Really depends on Clemson. But they don't play Clemson until the championship game. So I think they have their it's – their, it's, their, it's their division to lose. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to take the Big 12 this year. So I think they've got pretty much everybody back. Um, you know, so long, you know, the swan song, potentially the Big 12. I'm trusting Iowa State uh, to take that next step and be Big 12 champs. And Coach Campbell, yeah, who knows, maybe, maybe he's the next guy to try to go college to the NFL. But, uh, yeah, that's who, I, that's who I'm trusting. That's our must bust and trust. I'm excited. I know you're going to be locked to your couch this weekend. So will I. It's going to be a massive weekend of college football. I'm literally traveling out west so I can watch, stay up later to watch the uh, late kickoff games. Connor's going to stay up late. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, the 10 o'clock kickoffs will be 7 o'clock where I will be this weekend. Oh, okay. You're doing it so you have better bedtime. I still can keep my bedtime and watch games. It, it's a win-win. Well, speaking of win-wins out there, we're going to do a little fun thing. We found this article on Delight.com, and it's, you know, as I read through this article, I don't know how accurate this is, but these are some different NFL franchises, and they're kind of super celebrity fans. Some of these, I believe, and some of these I was surprised. There's my first pick of the game as it's 21-0, Friends Stream Sports, Tuesday at 8. I'm never going to be the Carolina Panthers ever again. Rutledge's interceptions brought to you by Daddles. They, uh, man, I just had a player in my ear yell, interceptions, come on, guys. I'm like, sure, is this your first time on the show? So, Connor, how, I'm going to, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to best do this. I think you, I think we're going to rate this on a surprise meter. I'm going to give you a team, and I'm going to give you their super fan. And I'm going to give you your surprise reaction on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 is, I can't believe that that person loves that team. And 1 is, that makes total sense. Does that sound fair? Sounds good to me. All right, our first is the Arizona Cardinals online on Delight.com. Their biggest celebrity fan is country music star Blake Shelton. You know, I, I think I'm surprised that Blake Shelton was the best that they could do for this. Um, you know, if, if you're a country music fan, you you like that. But um, you know, I, I could I think that that's uh, I think that that is a little bit surprising, just in terms of um, you know, in terms of him that he is the biggest fan of the Arizona Cardinals. I think so too, especially since he's from Oklahoma. That felt kind of random. 
All right, next. 30, 31 teams to go. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, their biggest fan is Samuel L. Jackson. What's yeah, your surprise meter Atlanta, 1 to 10? Right? Yeah, he's from there. He's oh, done promos that, and stuff. That feels like a total Sam Jackson team. Uh, so I am not surprised one bit. I think it's awesome. I uh, I love that Sam Jackson is the number one fan for the, the number one celebrity fan for the Atlanta Falcons. And man, I wish I wish that I wish that Sam Jackson was the number one fan of my teams. So, not just am I number one, you know, written, uh, one rating on that, but I am also uh, I'm also all in on Sam Sam Jackson being a celebrity fan of a team. So Rutledge, are you there? And we're back because best wife ever buys me the nice headset that has two battery packs. Oh, little little battery pack switch out. Yep. All right. Uh, next, we are going to go through these next teams really quickly as we're getting into the fourth quarter. The Baltimore Ravens, their biggest fan is Michael Phelps. Uh, yet again, you know, a lot of these, it's the players are from uh, that area. Um, you know, I think that. Uh, kind of a snoozer of a big celebrity fan. You know, Michael Phelps is not made famous because of his uh, because of his extroverted outgoingness. He's just very fast in a pool. Kind of fun for you to maybe take a picture with Michael Phelps, but I, I would say kind of a dud as it relates to a super fan. Next super fan, Buffalo Bills, Chris Berman. Yeah, that's interesting because Chris Berman was, you know, one of the ESPN things is they never kind of say – uh, who they're fans of. You see that a lot more in the Fox Sports lineup, but not ESPN. So I was very surprised to see that Chris Berman even allowed this magazine to put him as their super fan. I was also very surprised with that for the exact same reason. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Steph Curry. Uh, you know, I think that that was awesome. You know, you know not surprised. Carolina guy, uh, he, made, he was made big time famous. You know, when he was pounding that drum, when the Panthers went 15-1, and one, uh, when Cam reminded all of us millennials that we still have a long way to go uh, in terms of being cool, as he literally made the dab cool. Uh, so, not surprised. I think, you know, I love watching Steph Curry do his thing. All right. Buff, uh, Chicago Bears, their super fan is uh, former President Barack Obama. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Yeah, not surprised. Obama, big Chicago guy. He's a White Sox fan, which I was – that's that's the surprising thing about Obama. I thought he would have definitely jumped on the Cubs bandwagon. But, uh, you know, yeah, Obama being being the Bears fan, I think, is definitely something that, uh, you know, we should all see coming. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, George Clooney. That's – that. I'm pretty surprised – I was pretty surprised about that. Me too. Uh, you never, you never hear about George Clooney being a big Bengals fan. You never see him out there a ton. Uh, you know, he should be selling his tequila. Uh, you know, the Bengals have lost enough that he might have made a lot of money from Bengals fans buying his tequila. But yeah, I think that uh, you know they could do better. <laughs> On to that one, uh, Cleveland Browns, Miss Condoleezza Rice. Condi Rice, love love Condi. 
you know, I think I was definitely surprised because Condi is such a – that Washington presence, you would have thought that she would have been up for the Washington football team. But, you know, she uh, she must love her, love her those Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I think that's pretty nifty. Uh, this one is big to me. Chicago uh, – excuse me. The Dallas Cowboys, their big fan was LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron, um, interesting. From Ohio, not a Browns fan, but always seen wearing Dallas Cowboy gear. He he could probably play tight end better for the Cowboys than Jason Witten did, uh, even at this advanced age. Uh, but, no, I think, you know, LeBron is all about the brand, so, of course, he's going to be a big Cowboys fan. Definitely surprised on that one. Um, going through the Cleveland – or excuse me, the Denver Broncos is uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, Lindsey Lindsey Vaughn, she's skier. I think that she is a. Um, you know, I wish that the, I wish that they would have put Barrel Man. I don't I don't want to be sexist, uh, but I think that Barrel Man would be would should be considered a super fan, not just a super fan, but a celebrity fan. There you go, uh, Detroit Lions Eminem gonna go out there That's, and cut you short on this one not surprising at all good to see someone supporting their hometown team especially the lions oh my gosh and eminem's just awesome so go you know go lions you know he eminem's obviously okay not cheering for a winning team so really excited and happy that he made that he made that this one surprised me the green bay packers their biggest fan is little wayne yeah, he's always he's always wearing Green Bay stuff. I think he that you know uh, I'd say about a five on the surprise meter, probably just as he was rising to prominence, uh, was you know some good some good Packer teams and could uh, you know make a make a good name for himself off of uh, the value of the Green Bay Packers. Um, this super fan also dressed as a cheer, honorary cheerleader for them. That's the Houston, Texas's Simone Biles. Uh, yeah, she's from Houston, and Simone Biles, um, go her, go her, go Texans, and yeah. Cutting it short as we go through Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to give you three at once. Indianapolis Colts, Rob Lowe, Jacksonville Jaguars, Derek Trucks, and then uh, Kansas City Chiefs is Paul Rudd, who surprised you the most there? Well, I don't know who Derek Trucks is, so I can't comment on that. Um, but I would say, you know, Rob Lowe, not surprising. And then Paul Rudd, you know, he, he when I saw that, it's like, okay, must have been from that area. Uh, yet again, surprising that, especially even though the article was like two years old, there wasn't like a little Wayne type guy who would be someone that this article would pick up on as a fan. Well, that's definitely where you have the Las Vegas Raiders. Their biggest fan is Ice Cube, but I think that's still holding more over to Oakland. Yeah, so yeah, that would be that be a holdover from from Oakland. I think that um, you know you're gonna see that'll be really fun about going to Raider games and just watching Raider games is all of the celebrities. I mean, it'll be like boxing matches in Vegas. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Their biggest fan listed was Mario Lopez. Total on-brand move for the Chargers. I think that's awesome. Uh, the Los uh, Angeles Rams, yeah. Ty Burrell, who's big from the show Modern Family. Which I'm currently watching right now. 
Uh, yet again, very surprised. The biggest surprises of this list for me is that there weren't more fans. I think that, um, I, I you know, Ty Burrell must be just such a huge football fan that he's he's into it. So go him. These ones are three, two surprising ones and an obvious. The Miami Dolphins was Johnny Depp. The uh, Minnesota Vikings was WWE superstar Chris Jericho. And then the New England Patriots is obvious with Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Rutledge, as, as we close out this game here this evening, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Other Guys? Of course I have. <laughs> you're just you're, you're just delaying the inevitable, Rutledge. It's really okay. want to get all these teams in. We have one, two, oh. three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams to go. Oh, my gosh. Well... I, I always love in Mark Wahlberg movies that they totally play into his Bostonness. So they really do. Uh, that he was the Yankee Clipper and the other guys. I, I always thought that that was that was awesome. So uh, I love seeing all that. Well, I don't love seeing another touchdown, but I'll name you some more as we go through. Uh, we have New Orleans Saints. This one that was weird. This was Brad Pitt, which felt very strange. The New England. The, excuse me, the New York Giants with LL Cool J and the Jets with Adam Sandler. And then we have four to go. Because remember, Adam Sandler is a Mets fan too. So you're usually Mets and Jets and Yankees Giants. So, um, man, Adam Sandler, what a dad. But he also balls out. Like he, he's all over the basketball court. That is true. Last ones and these ones feel very on brand, but uh, Bradley Cooper with the Eagles, who actually – Warren Eagles jersey in one of his movies that he did. Uh, Jeff Goldblum with the Steelers. Did you know that there's a whole day called Jeff Goldblum Day in Pittsburgh? And then uh, the, the Jeremy Renner from Marvel movies was the 49ers. And the last one, I'm very proud of the Seattle Seahawks. Their famous fan is Chris Pratt, which when he got his divorce from Anna Ferris, he celebrated by raising the 12th man flag. I feel proud of that. Yes. Uh, Chris Pratt lost 100 and, 110 pounds. He was celebrating his weight loss. Love the Seahawks. What a guy. Well, Cam Newton clearly has shown tonight. That's why you get cut. He's high-fiving folks and hugging folks. I would not be hugging folks if I played like him. Nope, not at all. But he's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, that's that's the game you got on the scoreboard. Congratulations. I, I really did. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate the support. <laughs> maybe maybe next time, you know, we can get you double digits on the scoreboard. Maybe. You know, maybe maybe soon will there be some Madden 22 futures. Ooh, there you go. There you go. But, uh, well, man, as we head into picks, what, what are we picking tonight? So right now we're going to look at uh, the – Oakland A's schedule and I want to take a look at the Oakland A's schedule they play the Seattle Mariners they have and I've got to count them out but they have a bunch of games against the Mariners they have coming up hold on loading one two three four five six seven games and near the end of the schedule is going to help them push towards the playoffs or not so how do you think they do against the Mariners in seven games within two weeks they're going to go five and two against the Mariners. I, I see. I see Oakland really making a big push. I think they've got a nice soft schedule to, to make a move. I also see five and two for them. Um, 
Outside of that, this week, NASCAR is at Darlington for the very start of the playoffs. There's a lot going on. Of course, I was at the Coke Zero Sugar 400. What a time. Connor, who is your pole winner going into Darlington? Uh, we're going to go Chase Elliott. I, I got some good confidence in him. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I think he's going to make a rebound this week. Oh, nice. And then lastly, we got to pick college football because college football is back. So we're going to have to pick two games this weekend. And the two biggest games are, of course, um, Georgia Clemson. And then I'm going to call it out for just the biggest game for its uh, highlight reel, folks, is actually we're going to pick three. Georgia Clemson, Ohio State, Minnesota, and also Alabama Notre Dame. Or excuse me, not Alabama, Miami. Yes, I think I think the tide's gonna roll. I think that uh, Georgia's gonna beat Clemson, and then well, what was the third game again? Third game is Ohio State, Minnesota. Yeah, Ohio State's gonna um, the Ohio State, Minnesota game is gonna be a little bit closer than the experts think. I agree. Not so fast, my friend. Last one: Notre Dame, Florida State. Who do you take on Sunday night? You know, I, I think that uh, Florida State's going to come out and look really good, but I think Notre Dame's going to be too strong. So Irish are going to win. But I can still hold Florida State as my must, but I think that I think Notre Dame is going to uh, hand, hand Florida State their first loss of the season. That's big. I'm, of course, going to go Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and I'm going to take Florida State this weekend. Whoa, with the upset. Nice feels big to take some college football picks back connor we have made it we are over a year old one years old for friend stream sports as we're back into college football season soon we'll be getting ready to pick uh nfl season next week can't wait can't wait all right well anything before we part for the night connor if something lasts a whole year it's probably worth doing for a second. Wise words. I agree. Well, for that, I'm Rutledge. And I'm Connor. And have a great night. See ya.